Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kigongo, and I'm joined by Mike Munzenreiter and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. This week, we're taking a Swiss vacation, courtesy of Schipron Bobage's Anahi Edit. But first, we're going to get extreme. Yes, X Games Real Street is back 26 years after the inaugural Extreme Games. ESPN has provided us with another round of one-minute street parts from the likes of former Skater of the Year Milton Martinez and many, many more. Mike, what do you think about this year's lineup? I think it was kind of random, but uh, I don't know. They've been doing just the real street section itself for, what, five, at least five years, five-plus years. So I kind of get how, um, how it would get a little random. Um, did I like it? thought it was okay i couldn't i couldn't get the the x games native player to work on my you know wholly updated computer so there was a little bit of run around to get out there the, um, the proprietary espn slash disney video player yeah one would think a little <laughs> you know expect a little bit more from the people behind disney plus <laughs> great great service i mean we we take them as a sponsor um i think you know if i'm going like ten thousand feet above the contest just like what's my take i think um alexis ramirez probably won it what are, what are y'all takes on on who won is there a winner oh dang first of all you know what i love it this time of year when espn drops the real street you know it's the middle of summer you're looking for some skate content you're like uh, i guess i'll watch real street yeah i mean uh the participants seemed kind of like middle of the road, kind of milk toast. Like Alexis is awesome, of course. Um, just let let's just get some people like crossed off the list real quick. Matt Burt, is it Berger or Burger? I think it's Berger. Yeah, Berger. Berger. Yeah, he's Canadian, so I knew it was like it was different. I uh, Ripper, insane. Uh, but I gotta disqualify him on account of the Bennett grind variation. He does like yeah. a backstop flip. Uh, Bennett grind. I think that's a Bennett grind. Yeah, just yeah, just get that out of here. Um, Cookie, insane ripper. That one party came out with recently was sick. I even like those videos he does with that like ironic '80s band or whatever. I can't tell if that band is ironic or not. I even like that shit. But oh, they're dead serious. That is not. It, it's not 2008. <laughs> yeah, it's completely sincere. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that shit. Um, you know what I mean? I'm a. I grew up in the '80s. You know what I mean? Fuck it, but. Yeah, he man ramp. Uh, I gotta disqualify him on a kind of man ramp. That that's that ship has sailed, I think. So and Milton, insane ripper, uh, total maniac. But I don't even think he flipped his board in this one, you know. So I guess that leaves Alexis, who is a machine. Like the trick at the Plan B spot was uh, memorable. Backside now, he'll flip through a giant letter O or, or zero. I think it was a letter O. That's uh, pretty crazy. But I think I got to give it to Frankie Spears, even though Ooh. all of those tricks were in his recent Thrasher interview, just on account of backside nose blunt uh, to four. Um, no, it was to regular, right? It was regular. Yeah. To flushing. To yeah, yeah, yeah. To, yeah, to fakey. Not sure if he did it to Ford in, in his, um, whatchamacallit, Thrasher interview. But, yeah, oh. just on the strength of that, uh, even though he didn't really have any ledge lines, it was, like, all ba- bangers and rails, I guess is what they like over at uh, ESPN slash Disney. But, yeah, just on the strength of that flushing trick, that's I, I would probably vote for him, I think. So that's my take. So there's something confusing about this, that 
ESPN can get skaters of this caliber to submit content, and yet they can't be bothered to clear some decent music. I mean, Disney is a multi-billion-dollar multinational corporation, and the music for me it killed me. I had to watch it with the sound off after a couple of um, after a couple of entries, and it's unfortunate too because these are not just random skaters; these are not just random pros. This is top-tier skating that you're getting here as on ESPN, on the X Games. And I guess, like, I, I wonder, what is it about corporate skating that is so cringe? Like, a really great, Palace did a great job sending this up uh, in that Vans commercial. Even though Vans is not corporate, well, you know, they're owned by VF Corporation, but I think it nailed that sort of like, hey, bro, it's going to be extreme. I'm wearing Oakleys. <laughs> like, how, it's like, it's been I like, wear Oakleys. it's like 26 years. I'm talking about the wraparound joints. Like, I rock these sure. in my, uh, my social media avatar. You know the type. But like, well, what is it about corporate skating that they can't seem to shake this? Again, it's 26 years since the first X Games. You figure that most of those people would have left, you know, big media skateboarding. But they're still here somehow. Well, I'd even, I have zero impressions of the music except for like Ducky Kovacs or whatever that kid is. Like, he skate to some metal? I don't know. You I, call that metal? <laughs> I don't even see. I don't even remember. It, it was weird. You watched those eight, seven or eight videos, and like the music left no impression on me. So that's not giving them props by any means. It makes me think of um, ABC, ESPN, music supervision, NBA playoffs are going on right now, and they'll usually have like an ill mix of hip hop that I think you know caters to older heads and like soul, and the shit fits really well. Don't forget prog rock. Trust. oh yeah i just don't think like this real street maybe it's just not a priority for anyone or it was farmed out wholly you know it it was interesting how the various skaters sponsors got to get a little bit of branding in there you know axel was a toy machine guy and uh alexis skateman (laughs) excuse me skate mafia was not sponsoring that video that was a dc video so i mean maybe it was the onus was on the skaters, but I do agree. You were saying, Jason. Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, I mean, pr- pretty much ESPN's sports coverage is cringe. Like, talking about the NBA Finals, like, Jalen Rose, like, he tries too hard to, like, say rap music references. You know what I mean? Uh, Jay Williams is a cornball. Um, you know, Mark Jackson says the same shit over and over again. Although, it is cool when... It's a blowout, and then Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson just start talking about random shit. That that's always uh, awesome. But yeah, like TNT partisan. Was that? Would you rather have it on TNT? Hell yeah! Oh hell hell yeah, dude! Oh man, those guys. I'm I'm a loyal fucking diehard inside the NBA viewer. Respect. Hell yeah! But yeah, the music supervision in the finals is dope. They'll have like they might even have some gang star. You know what I mean for the old heads. (laughs) Some mad. Some mad real hip hop, you know what I mean? That's yeah, probably hip hop, hip hop. <laughs> that's probably Jalen Rose's uh influence behind the scenes. But yeah, it's cringe. I don't know if it comes down to the people who they farmed it out to in, in Bristol. Speaking of Bristol, do you guys remember that game of skate they did that was like in the courtyard of the Bristol campus? Yep. What the hell Whoa, was that? No dude? way. <laughs> they probably I got like a bunch of people to that. Meet up in New York. It's like, all right, we're taking the Metro North up to Bristol, Connecticut. Come on through. You can drink on the train. Yeah. Oh, oh man. It was like, yeah, it was on this raised platform in like the courtyard of the, the campus. 
capital C. I assume like there were people like walking back and forth, like going to lunch and whatnot. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, what's this? But see, yeah, it's it's cringe. But I until I guess until you get some legit people behind the scenes doing doing the branding, it'll probably be that way. But yeah, the music is totally from some like licensed free music website yeah. or something. Like it's gotta be. They 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 definitely skimped and and um but ESPN was there first before the Olympics. ESPN gave a a global platform to to skating to contest skating and you know we've mentioned this a couple times now that you know we've got two plus decades of that and like what's the end result here like what are we seeing have they you know what have they done right what have they what have they done wrong I mean on the yeah. on the right side of thing like really giving women skaters you know an opportunity to be to have a platform to be higher profile um i don't think skating and like all the people involved right now for the better are involved without some of that exposure so i'll i guess i'll look on the bright side there's plenty of downside too yeah it wasn't the 900 at x games yeah yes which is huge I mean, either 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 the first or the not first, depending on who you whom you believe. Was it ninety seven? No, ninety nine. You're right. Yeah, yeah, I mean that was that was like a uh, pivotal moment in like culture in general. So just setting the stage for that. I mean, is that is that when pretty huge? Is that when Tony Hawk broke through? Like all of a sudden he became a real deal mainstream figure. Yeah, I think so. I would say so. I mean, I don't re- recall the timeline of what happened first, like the video game or that 900, it but cool. it all coincided, actually. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely super close together. Like, when was I playing that game? I, mean, well, I was playing that game, move back up, like 2000, like early. Not, I, was, uh, like, I, I was still in high school playing that game. So it was definitely like I graduated year 2000. And so it might have come out at like it might have all just like happened at once, you know. Yeah, and, probably and building off the other. I mean, that set the stage for the explosion of skating in the the aughts. What do you call that decade? Yeah, the, the zeros, aughts. the doubles, the aughts. Yeah, this the explosion in the aughts, which for better or worse led to like you know hardograms and all that type of shit. But yeah, I mean, in any event, however you slice it, at the end of the day, that was. That was a huge moment, you know, for not just for skating, but for like the culture in general. I guess there's something that feels weird about the fact that ESPN around the same time was also devoting, excuse me, like the early aughts was also devoting a lot of time to World Series of Poker, which to me just feels like. Oh, yeah, dude, I remember that. (laughs) You know, considering how much how much sway they had within skateboarding. And how excited some companies and some skaters were to have an audience and to be able to be broadcast into millions of homes across the country, across the United States. And yet ESPN was devoting airtime, like serious amounts of airtime to World Series of Poker. Um, I think that shows that maybe they weren't, they were just trying, they were just trying shit. They weren't really particularly serious about skateboarding. And that's what allowed something like Street League to really blossom. And that's... On one hand, it's great that that's something that was skater owned and, you know, is something that uh, uh, actually attracted some pretty interesting characters who may not have had the crossover for the X Games. But, you know, what would it look like to have mainstream coverage of skateboarding? Maybe not like to the level of, say, NBA and have a huge audience for it, but something that was like a little respectable, got a bit more money and that people didn't shrug their shoulders at. Like, 
how is it that they they still can't seem to shed that extreme title? I feel like I can't even Ma- say it normally. I, I always I mean, say like extreme. extreme. Well, maybe yeah. maybe if they got Stephen A. Smith to announce uh, the contest at the X Games would be a step in the right direction. Maybe that would be that would be amazing. It would be amazing. I mean, I, yo, I mean, the serious answer I think is just that there's not enough money in it yet. You know. I'll, I'll cop to, um, you know, we record this podcast on Thursday nights. And so I'm watching the TNT games uh, when they're on the TNT NBA games. But like right now watching, you know, the finals game that's on and there's just a shitload. Of, it's what a $5 billion contract with the NBA. I'm probably way off on those numbers. Around there, but in, that's in the ballpark. It's a lot of money. And you know, what, what do they get for airing the do tour? You know, is it what army ads and <laughs> army ads and, and what for the X games, you know, there's just, it, 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 it's actually really interesting that the X games, extreme games, whatever have stuck around this long, you know, there's gotta be something working, but it still doesn't strike me as a total cash cow. Um, Are we a nation of extremists? <laughs> I, I think it's just I think it's just mainstream enough. I mean, one of the effects is that um, you know, truckloads of dudes no longer want to kick your ass for skating. They just want to see you do a kickflip. Like or they can do a kickflip themselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the playing field's different. It's just like, I, I have nothing to add. Yeah. I don't know. The, the, there's something weird about the media landscape that ESPN had this window and they never took it. it like nothing really came of it. And yet the X Games is still here and you know, ESPN has gone through some pretty difficult times. I think they have, for the better part of a decade, been feeling the squeeze from Disney to do more because they have a load of expensive TV rights contracts uh, across a whole bunch of different sports. Now, what's interesting is that they've been able to finesse some pretty cool deals to cultivate new fan bases in America. More specifically, I'm talking about soccer. They Via ESPN+, Plus, they've been showing the Euro Cup all this year, and it's been fantastic. Um, and a couple of years ago, they struck up deals with the German Bundesliga, as well as Italy's Serie A, to bring those games to the United States. And that's really awesome because it used to be like illegal satellite or Spanish TV was the only way that you were going to be able to watch Italian soccer in the 1990s. It just didn't get broadcast, right? At best, you could hope for English Premier League, and that's and the Premier League only started in 1992. So ESPN has shown that they can take a certain corner of a sport and create enough content can broadcast it to start creating at least some sort of demand. So why is it, if they can do that for Serie A, I bet you there are more Americans who are into skateboarding than into Italian soccer. So why not go with some like real deal if you like throw some actual money behind it? Get a, get skateboarding's version of Stephen A. Smith. Hit Clyde Singleton. He's our Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's a first thing. Like, but, like, um, like, put in, like, put in the time, like, put in, put in, like, put together, like, a five-year plan. Like, skateboarding is going to explode after the Olympics, assuming the Olympics happen. People are going to be paying attention. Like, how is ESPN going to be caught, you know, caught slipping? I, I, I got a question. Does it make good TV, skating? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, going back to, like, the X Games, you know, what Patrick was saying about putting them on TV, like, at on a certain level, they're just trying to fill airtime, especially like in the summer when there's no NBA, there's no hockey, 
there's no football. There's just baseball. I mean, you'll dog see like days of the MLB season for sure. Yeah. The dog days of the MLB. You'll see, you'll see like professional cornhole. You'll see dog. Well, bowling. They always <laughs> dog. Wait, 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 wait. Professional. Like again, say that again. Professional cornhole is on ESPN. Swear to God. Yeah. They, it, you'll find professional cornhole on ESPN and bowling, which is kind of awesome. You know, like the, uh, who do you think you are? I am guy. You know, yep. Yep. Kind of, <laughs> I was <yeah>. me. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, um, I, after I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Like, you need content. So you're telling me? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Real quick, is it good TV? Well, I mean, just take a look at this weekend. Like, I'm probably gonna buy the you know Conor McGregor fight on ESPN Plus, which I assume is like a multi million if not you know in the billions deal with uh ufc yeah and like ufc has totally fucking exploded in the past 10 years due to the fact that it's on espn last time a lot of time and as far as like skating being good tv it's kind of hard to understand you know what i mean like all this shit that yuto does down a rail like for the average person it's sick but it's not as sick as watching someone get beat up you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> for that, for the average Joe. This is, this is true. But here's the thing. Like Thrasher for right now, because they have a proprietary player, they've got deals or companies can strike deals with them to premiere their content first. Uh, could ESPN step into that realm? Could ESPN start getting exclusives for skate clips? I'm being dead serious, by the way. I think skateboarding is still too cool. And, you know, there's like... Like so much of the stuff still exists in like the hardcore <laughs> to just use some really vague words. No, I think like as much as ESPN has helped to mainstream skateboarding, you know, it still exists as a deep subculture. So I don't think I don't think that's a possibility unless, you know, they got the right people in there and, you know, did it really smart. But we also have this thing where you've got skaters with Red Bull and Monster Energy hats. There's nothing hardcore about that. Yeah, and we, we we clown on him. And who who was it in the you know who was it in the real street that had his monster hat on? Like what a hoser! I think it was Bur- Berger. Yeah, Burger. Berger. 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 Okay. By all means, we all have day jobs. Like we all have an understanding that there's bills to be paid and we got to keep a roof over our heads. Yak 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 yak. But I mean, you got skaters. You've got skaters who rock Red Bull hats. I think they could be on regular, you know, regular cable or sports cable. Yeah. Yeah, I think if 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 nothing, I think it's the like skating's esoteric. Street skating especially. Like Berger did that front crook dolly flip out on a flat rail against a wall. And even us skaters are kind of like, "Eh, yeah, he's whatever. He's like, what? He's got an energy drink hat on and he's Canadian. Cool, whatever." You know? So average joe who's you know turning in for conor mcgregor beating some guy's ass like why does he care about that i think it's just you know someone on twitter was talking about peak christian hasoy being in the olympics like that's a whole different game you know oh uh, hasoy would slay at the olympics oh my goodness right there's nobody in skateboarding at that level right now he would be on some gladiator yeah. are you not entertained mm, who's 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 the current day hasoy kb 
<laughs> Kevin Bradley, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Still disappointed that, yeah, I'm still, I'm still disappointed they didn't put him on the Olympic team. I mean, come on, who's a better representative of our nation? I mean, <laughs> on the global stage, they kicked out Shikari yeah. well, anyway, Richardson for weed. What are they going to do for Kevin Bradley? <laughs> Yo, it, it'll be, it'll be epic, and, and whatever, however it went down. But anyway, yeah, going back to what Mike was saying about the average Joe. Like in terms of demographics, I don't have any data to support this, but but I think your average ESPN view, viewer is like uh like thirty five to fifty year old, you know, uh, white guy who would let, let's say I'm just going off of like the people I see at the local sports bar or whatever, you know what I mean? And let's say like some skating came on the TV at this establishment, they'd be like, "What the? F-? You know what I mean?" Like on The Sopranos with AJ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It would be, you know, you know what I mean? So just to, like young people, the NBA demographic skews way young. You know what I mean? So maybe they could pick up on some of that. But yeah, just demographically, it's a tough sell for ESPN. You know what I mean? And again, I have no, I have no fi- figures to support that. It's strictly uh, anecdotal. Yeah, but they also like ESPN has screwed up so much other stuff. Could it be that much of an expensive screw up to try really going and harden the paint on skateboarding for just like do, do like a five year plan? Yeah, yeah. think of like what yeah, what was knows? cool what cool depictions of skateboarding were there on TV? Like Skate Master Tate, Skate TV on Nickelodeon. <laughs> TV. Like, was that was that, that was cool about it? Were we were we like small children at the time? You know, it's it's. Even those one minute parts from those all the all those great skaters, you know, name or not, like tough time constraints, but you know, you didn't walk away being like, Oh wow, that was dope. It was like, okay, there were some good tricks in there. Frankie Spears, switch pop shove at nose grind revert, Grant's tomb, like that's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. And to have that just in like a real street part, mm-hmm. it's nuts. I just I just don't know how, you know. We think of cool skateboarding and we're like, oh yeah, mixtape. That was dope. And then how how do you ever get there? Or even the polar video. That's that's my most recent go-to for that's amazing. I don't know if that translates to television that's ultimately gonna have to go through the Disney filter. I mean, that's a great point. But why not just put a little more excuse me, why not just put a little more effort into the music? It's that simple, you know? Yeah, Pay somebody. I mean, like pay somebody to yeah. really look at these parts and actually do some storytelling through song. That's what you pay a music supervisor for, you know? I mean, is the line item of what like let's fall apart. I don't know, fifty K, you know, fifty K for these I mean it, I'm sure it's a licensing just uh a complicated licensing process because it's like, okay, yeah, we need TV, we need online, we need cross platforms, you know. Uh I just don't think anybody cares enough to make it really good. Yeah. Give me $15,000. I mean, like, yeah. I'll make that shit pop. I mean, it's just a business decision for them. Like they have to, they have to pay Kendrick Perkins and you know, all those people <laughs> shout out Kendrick Perkins, uh, carry the, carry the hell on. But um, yeah, I guess it's just a business decision. You know what I mean? Someone figured out that, you know, for their purposes it wouldn't be worth it to make something to really curate it. I think I might be wrong here, but I think ESPN has been having some cutbacks or whatever. Oh I yeah, don't know. I might be wrong there. In a big way, like yeah, actually, okay, yeah. You can for a couple of years, actually, um, they they did uh, 
a huge round of layoffs. I think back in right. 2016 or 17, it was like yeah. pretty savage, actually. Uh, real kind of just like something like something out of a movie, that type of thing. Yeah. So maybe, you know what I mean? Something like that. But again, big corporation, end of the day, just a business decision on some spreadsheet. Well, I think, Patrick, we, need, we still need your uh, contest decision, who you got winning it. Mm, in terms of my favorite, I got to say Axel. I really yeah. like Axel Kreisberg. Uh-huh. Yeah. I back that. What about you? I didn't see it coming, but I back it. He's he's the shit. I like him a lot. Yeah, his last uh, Toy Machine part was pretty tight. Yeah. Ducky I like too. Ducky needs to be on a better company though. He's on pizza? Yeah, he's on pizza. Just, just holding my tongue. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't have to like every company. If, if, if I, I was very curious to see how much these parts would feel like, oh... Here's a random assemblage of clips. And I got to say, uh, Kovac's clip seemed the most randomly assembled. Mm-hmm. But didn't he just put out a part earlier this year? Like, it's, he's, he's doing a lot. So I think, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm on Alexis. Jason? And Jason, you were Frankie Spears, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I got to go with that kid. And uh, Alexis was dope, too. Like, he's, like, one of my favorite skaters. Fuck, fuck with the mafia big time. Shout out to Skate Mafia, holding it down all day, every day, SD. Got to put this out here as we wind up X Games Extreme. So Milton is quantitatively amazing, but um, especially this part, maybe because it was so short, I don't know. Kyle Beachy wrote about Nija back in the day for the classical, which may or may not be up still, but he was like, yeah, Nija skating is just brutal, and that makes it no fun. And I think... At least in this part, Milton has fun, obviously. But is there is there a line where it's just like the skating is so gnarly, the skating is so difficult to like even connect with on a I could experience that somehow level where it kind of breaks down and is no longer I don't know I I, I wrote down it turns me off. Oh no, I, I think um, this goes back to my my main point that I'm going to hammer once again the music Milton Martinez. Um, a lot of the last, you know, the last rack of sodies, right? When the music is correct, like Mason Silver, for example, because the music was so on point in his parts from last year, that's what really made the, the skating come alive. Um, Niger has a tendency to skate to music that's wholly inappropriate for his skating, and <laughs> therefore, I don't care. And I think the same thing here happened to Milton because dude's amazing, but if the music sucks, don't care. Jason? Yeah, we talked about Milton here before. Uh, I think when he dropped his Sodi part and yeah, that part was so gnarly. Like I think he did like, like a nose grind, like a gap to nose grind on a double kink or something, some type of gap to something on a double kink. But yeah, it's not really uh relatable, like doing a wall ride on some like barely inclined wall and then like hauling off or something. It's uh yeah, pretty gnarly, but uh Definitely not relatable to your average skate soldier out there in the streets. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, content that lives on a site like ESPN, you always run that risk that it's going to show up in a format that's really going to turn. Like, Mike, you said it best. It just turns you off. You feel like, oh, there's that great La Tigra line where it's like, I went to your concert and I didn't feel anything. Same thing with this skating. Dang, that would be a hard-ass place to leave it. <laughs> yeah actually that's a good place to drop but you know what actually did make us feel something it was a little sojourn to switzerland 
Thrasher Magazine just dropped Anahi Chapter 1, a little edit by Shkipron Boba. It's a locals-only Euro affair, and it looks like it's going to be the first installment of more to come. Jason, hard-hitting question. Was this Euro tech enough for your liking? You know, it was most... I went in as a Euro tech guy. Y'all, y'all know me. I went in with pretty high expectations. There was some... Yeah, there was some really good spot porn. Um, Kind of like in porn when there's a new girl, it's like a big deal. When you see some new spots, it, it's a big <laughs> deal in terms of uh, spot porn. But there was, you know, nice mix of crust with some Eurotech ledge type of shit. Um, yeah, there, I guess there's some cool spots in Switzerland. The only thing I remember from Switzerland was there's some photo of Eric Pupecki doing, you know, like what else? A switch crooked grind on some ledge in Switzerland. And yeah, it was, it was Eurotech. Like a lot of the architecture just, you know, looked really like that European look kind of like Verdansk from the video game Warzone, just like totally like utilitarian. I don't know if it's a brutalist. I'm not an architecture guy, but. I think it depends on, I think it depends on where they're skating at. Um, it definitely seemed like they were skating a lot of like outdoor shopping plazas. Uh, yeah. Indoor, outdoor malls. Um, yeah, it was like a whole bunch of stuff I haven't seen that a lot of us have not seen in videos. And that's always like a super exciting thing because it makes you, it's kind of like uh, when, you know, Milano Central, you know, started popping up in edits and you started realizing, oh, snap, we got to go to Northern Italy. And then, you know, fast forward however many years, Supreme drops an entire edit just based around a single train station in Milan, Italy. And so hopefully, you know, you'll see a wave of folks going to Switzerland to skate. Uh, Mike, what'd you think about this joint? I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think uh, Atlantic Drift did the whole... Was it Ibiza? Ibiza? Yeah, depends no, on the Spanish I think, or Catalan. I, th- I think it was the Malaga. Malaga, thank yeah. you. That, 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 that I think, uh, let me think. Let me look at the map in my mind's eye. I think that's an island that's slightly, like that's close to Ibiza at any rate. Yeah, slightly further out. I was yeah. happy to see um, Darkstar alone Sven Kilterman back. Cause I went down the rabbit hole one day and like oh, was yeah. looking at his Instagram. He he was in there. Um, yeah. I where's uh? It. Wait, wait, real quick. Where's Geek Compton? They couldn't find him or shoot. Is he, he was is, Swiss. He was Swiss he, too, he was right? Swiss too. Yeah. Yep. He's out there just sitting on a nose slide, waiting to, <laughs> on a, waiting still, to still, big spin heel still, out. Still, still running the same tensors with the uh, with the slide. What do you call that thing? The little orange plastic part. Ooh, the little the detachable joint? Yeah, like, whatever. That middle plastic thing. like yeah. trucks. See, this is where the word John comes in handy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little orange John. Yeah. Actually, uh, um, just a geographic update. Um, um, Malaga is closer to Gibraltar, which is um, very close to uh, Morocco, whereas uh, maybe you're thinking of Mallorca, which is very close to Ibiza. Mallorca. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. One of those dope-ass islands. Yeah. 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 This is we so, wish we were. So, uh, Mike, what were you saying before? I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I think I think w- the thing that got, uh, this video got me thinking the most about was, like, different strains of Eurotech. Because, yeah, I was trying to nail down. I it, When I think Eurotech, I go Eastern Europe. I think Stalin Square in Prague. I think right. some of those dudes on Primitive not even gonna like deign to butchering a name because they don't need that from me but it's like kind of crazy fits and like weird ledge tricks that are very difficult they strike me as weird sometimes and this was a different strain and i like that these dudes are more 
a little winter, but a little bit more like, uh, I don't know, Wu-Tang winter and winter wars, winter wars. Thank you for uh, punching up my, my, my thinking there. Yeah. I, I liked it just because it was, it was novel, you know, new spots. It's, it's what you guys were saying, different spots, skaters we've never heard of and whose names are not imprinted on any of our minds probably, but not yet. Cool edit. Interesting music. Who, who, uh, who wrote something about the music? You guys are better suited to speak on that. Oh, yeah. I, I just said, like, again, and I think this is a trend now because this is like the third video or fourth video this has popped up in. Like that early 90s, like trip hop, I guess, for lack of a better term, type of soundtrack, like kind of random instrumental hip hop type shit. Mm-hmm. But not so Coming instrumental. Back. Yeah, not so instrumental that it's just kind of like off in the background and you don't even know it's there. Uh, yeah. Definitely like, this is definitely like a homie probably put this mixtape together and it's like, yo, the joint is fire. You got to use this. Um, yo, Mike, great point about the Alpine tech, about like this kind of tech. Because <laughs> um, in a way, it kind of reminds me of like some of like Paul Young and like some of the bronze stuff. Like you can definitely picture like some cats in North Jersey getting down like this. Right. And that's the thing that actually makes this video really cool is that you're getting a window into a scene. Like you're getting. Oh, yeah it's like it's refreshing it's just like okay like and the spots look really dope and like it piques your interest enough that it all it's like like a good novel it takes you on a real journey and you get really excited about the fact that uh places and people you've never seen and and uh shout out to all the albanians out there um and there actually are a lot of albanians in switzerland um there was a starting in the 70s with guest worker programs um, and then later on with the breakup of Yugoslavia, there are a lot of Albanians in Kosovo, which is mostly Albanian. Um, so shout out, y'all can't see me, but I'm, do- I'm doing the double eagle right now with my hands. <laughs> and uh, shout out to Peter Beachy, also Albanian, who's like the man, the OG, uh, probably one of the coolest skaters to ever come out of New York City. And I think that that's something awesome that Switzerland has is that it's, it is actually, especially in sports, whether it's tennis or soccer or skateboarding, it's super diverse. You have a wide variety of people who are who are picking up boards and who are skating. And um, you know, Switzerland was a stop for a long time on the Euro Contest Tour. At the there was a big contest at Lausanne, where wasn't it? Uh, Ed Templeton broke his back one year. Like they went uh, oh, luge riding or bobsledding or something like oh, that. Yeah, yep. yeah. Somebody uh, somebody know. somebody crashed into him, and like he it was like the like not the first time they had a pretty severe injury while he was in Europe. Um, but it's cool, like, and I think I really like the fact that Thrasher is given um, is given this crew, you know, given this Anahi crew, this uh, you know, this platform. And you know, what are some other places that y'all would like to see videos like this come from? Like, where are some places that you're really curious about that you think that Thrasher should say, like, hey, y'all want to put together a little something, do a little series? Because like Atlantic Drift has been dope. This is gonna be, you know. Skipper on Boba's videos are definitely going to be dope. Like, where else? Where else y'all trying to see? And I mean, like, not like, oh, we're flying a bunch of people over and we're going to go film some spots. Just like, well, first of all, Stalin, like we mentioned before, like you see it sporadically on Instagram, but like a regular type of series would be super sick. I think. I mean, there was that Strobeck video out of Moscow, and oh yeah, I mean, you imagine. Those, those spots looked uh, crazy. Like we don't know the economics of how these videos work, but is Thrasher, you know, supporting with some cash and helping clear the way? I I don't know how this stuff works. Or 
you know, are, are they paying to get this stuff up? Who knows? But seeing some Russian kids on those Moscow spots would be super cool. And I'd like to see uh, like some Japan stuff, you know, it, it, it's great when you can really let someone have like a vision of what they're trying to do. And I mean, the best example is Atlantic Drift. But, you know, think further back, GX1000 was the same thing, you know, like a Thrasher supported group of edits that then turned into those full length videos. Um, I think that type of support is, you know, really lets people do good stuff. Yeah, I like yeah. uh Oh, go on. Oh, um, well, first of all, in terms of spots that we want to see, there's Korea, there's that one plaza in Seoul, I think, that's like an oval, it looks super dope. Hong, like, all those places that Rodrigo TX skates, like Hong Kong, Taipei, Macau, like, there's tons of marble over there, you know, you know what I mean? You pretty much only see it, like, in the LS videos, you know what I mean, when those come around, but yeah, just any any type of city like that is mad futuristic with lots of marble legends would be dope yeah but um going back to what meg was saying before like where did they find this kid like you know what i mean like obviously yeah that that one video there's one video on thrasher that he made before that but like uh yeah like what's the connection there it's pretty interesting i think he's he's been in the game for a minute like he's been doing stuff for thrasher he's been doing stuff for free skate mag over in europe right so i think this is kind of like um it's a gradual, you know, he's, he's grad, hopefully he's gradually coming into, into prominence um, because this was really refreshing. Like this felt like the kind of video that you would see on in a shop and you would actually like stick around and just like watch it a couple right. more times. Like you wouldn't just like go, you know, set up a board and keep it moving. Like you'd be like, yo, what is this? Had a 411 world report vibes for the better. Oh, hell yeah. 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 Actually, I, I wish... I wish I could tell those cats at 411 how how much more worldly that they made so many skaters. That the idea that you could know so much about a, a country that, in some cases, some people have never been to, and you learned about everything about it through a skateboard video or through interviews or you know through magazines. Those World Report joints were so crucial to exposing people to a lot of other spots. I think Geek oh, yeah. comes out of one of those, like. He obviously came over to the U.S. and did his thing, but he, the first time I saw him was a 411 World Report from these same zones. Yeah, man. Um, even like the, uh, the, I don't know if it was the first one, but it was the first one I saw in, in 411 number two. It was literally like all over the world, like New Zealand, South Bank. It was like the first time I'd seen South Bank. You know what I mean? So, yeah, like if you're a skater, you definitely have a more advanced knowledge of like geography I guess, you know what I mean? Just different countries over the world that the average dude really doesn't give a shit about. Yeah. You know, it makes you, makes you just a little bit more interesting. Yeah. You know, what's I mean? wild though has been like going on vacation. And so if you ever go on vacation with your significant other, I can remember like uh first time we went to me and my wife went to London. Um, you know, I was like, we got to go to South bank. Now, thankfully she's an urban planner. So she's about about <laughs> it with these kinds of expeditions with skating because she gets to learn about new cities and learn about these spots. But like the wild thing is like, you know, most of these places are accessible, but I wonder like, what would it be like if you said like, yo, we're going to go to this one spot. That's like, we got to take two trains and a bus to get there. Is, is there a point at which you're demanding too much of a partner when you're trying to go, you know, do some skate tourism <laughs> and, like, how far and, is it's too like far? A, and it's like a bench. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, come on, let's go. We're going to go see this one bench that's famous or whatever and then you get there it's just like a granite bench 
because you know people have done it for the U.S. Like, and especially like a lot of spots in L.A., which used to be back in the day were in the cut. You know, someone's just like, yo, shorty, we're going to go to Lockwood. And then like they show up and like, oh, my God, like it's 1994 and <laughs> the block is hot. I, I One thing that I've appreciated for a long time about, I mean, even just domestic videos, but also international videos is like, especially just off this nine minute clip. Like now I've got kind of a mental bookmark of what Switzerland looks like. Like it's kind of brutalist. I'll, I'll, I'll say it's kind of brutalist. <laughs> it's kind of, uh, I think this was winter, fall, you know, kind of, kind of flat color wise, but you know, you just, you, you get an idea of what the concrete looks like. And I love it how it's like, all right. Oh, that's a Hawaiian spot. Okay. That's Japan. Oh, that's outstate Japan. You know, England, London is easily identifiable. Uh, large Latin American cities are identifiable. I just, I love that. Yeah, this, uh, I was saying, yeah, this footage is kind of a mix of London, I think, because there's some crusty banks, like some shitty, like cobblestone streets or whatever, but there's still some Eurotech leg sh- lead shit going on. So that, that was kind of a cool uh, mix there or juxtaposition, I guess. Yeah. Right? What's what's really weird is that, um, especially in uh, a lot of Western and Central Europe, is that because of the the combination of the damage of World War II plus the baby boom, some of the best skating is in the new towns, the places that were built in the 50s to the 70s, where it's very, very modern, brutalist architecture. Everything is made out of concrete. And, you know, people lamented this for decades, saying, like, these places are a social hellhole. But you look at them as a skater and you're just like, dang, this spot's everywhere so much stuff yeah yeah like uh for example milton Keynes in england i think that was a relatively new development that was made in like the 70s yeah early 80s yeah relatively like relatively recent compared to so many other you know english cities and towns um i lived in a city outside of paris called evry uh, which had like the first new cathedral completed in metropolitan France in like a hundred years at the time. And that place is all concrete and so much good skating there. And like, there's tons of cities like that dotted all across of Western Europe. Like if you go to the North of France is a city called Le Havre, which was mostly destroyed during world war II. tons of concrete. And it's awesome. Like, you know, there was a, a recent article, uh, I think pitchfork did about, secondary and tertiary cities are going to start getting more music that bands are going to start touring a lot of these smaller markets like they used to back in the day you know you might have a band going to a place like biloxi mississippi right and uh you might see something like similar for skating because like last year because of travel Mm -hmm. restrictions a lot of skaters and a lot of skate companies just went on regional road trips and they found stuff that they never 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 would have found and they didn't have to go too far to get it. They weren't on some like Ty Evans, like we're going to Southern Indiana. It's four o'clock in the morning. I got the lights going, come through. But I think you might see the same thing, not just in Europe, but in Asia and Africa and, you know, in Latin America. And that, that's super, super, super exciting. Like you've got, like you've got new turf. Like there's going to be like a whole bunch of cool new road trips and international trips to take. So I guess then the question is, is guys, um, where do you start? Like, seriously, like, where do you, like, where do you begin? Hmm. There's so many places I want to go. <laughs> it's like, it's very difficult to answer that. Like, if you got like a reasonable budget, like we're not going to play that game of, I'm going to give you a million bucks. Cause 
yeah. <laughs> but you know, like what's like uh what's a reasonable place to start? Like some like clean slate, start fresh. Man, I, I would like. I would say I know I said this before, but I would just go to like Hong Kong or Taipei or Macau. One I'm of those places. I'm gonna set my sights so much lower. I'd say like Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, any any of those NBA cities in Texas seem like there are these giant places that are just overlooked or not recognizable, you know? Yeah. I was also thinking like New Orleans too, because like I've been loving the stuff that humidity has been doing. Um, oh yeah. Shout out uh, Philly for sure. Man. Like I love, I like, it looks like it's so much fun. Um, and then um, I'm trying to think, uh, what is it? Like I've heard, I've heard like, cause you know, m- normally when skaters go down to say like South Africa, they're mostly skating parks. They're doing demos. It would be sick to see some serious street skating in like a Durban or a Joburg uh, or a Cape Town. Like really, just like go in and like settle in for a couple of months and work on a video down there. Um, and then also like there's been a little bit of stuff trickling out of North Africa as well from Morocco and Algeria. Like Algeria has a bunch of super super modern architecture from the oil boom in the 70s. So like that might be that might be the move. So like you say, you know, start your trip in France, take the ferry or you fly over and then, you know, spend 3 weeks in Algeria, post it up. Yeah, they've already they've already done Greece. Like Greece has been pretty well explored, I think. True. But like I don't in the past know, few years. Jump on the ferry, go to Cyprus, see what's popping over there, why not? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, skaters succumb to groupthink often. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, like how like trends <laughs> We, yeah, yeah. Like, and I think just literally like throwing a dart at a map could effectively find you some good shit to skate. I mean, I went up to Bismarck slash Mandan, North Dakota for a week a long time ago, 2007 or whatever. Skated a bunch of cool shit. You know, there's options out there. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, I mean, there's definitely cities that have gotten blown out. Like Barcelona for a while, it was like, you were wondering, like, are they just going to ban skateboarding in Barcelona? And that's a pretty libertine city. Yeah, and I think they did to some extent. You know, yeah, or people at least regulated it more than they 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 would have without um, absolute push. Yeah, with like the pretty much all of Europe and most of the top tier of American pros coming to skate there. Because yeah, now I think they won't even like uh, in the alleyways that are near Makaba. People are like pick up your skateboards, do not skate through the alleys when you're going to skate the spot like just like be respectful like i'm like right. what walk to the skate spot you bugging hey they're they're trying to keep the spot i guess it's a whole uh thing yeah they're trying to keep it skatable at a period you know yeah and that's definitely something i can be stoked on which is you know good civic engagement which brings us to the portion of our show where we talk about and we reflect on what we're stoked on mike what you stoked on this I am stoked on lake swimming, swimming in a lake, because over the 4th of July weekend, I got down to uh, purify myself in Lake Minnetonka. Wait, oh, yes. You re- I, I was good. That was that was my big joke I was going to do. But, but but you really but you really did go to Lake Minnetonka. Really did. And Sick. so the so the thing about lake swimming, like <laughs> at least up here in Minnesota lakes, uh, you, you you may or may not have a beach. There may be a lot of like lake weeds. I don't I don't mess with seaweed in the lake where it's like touching you. So what do you do? You hopefully have a boat, park it in some deep water, throw your anchor out, and you jump in that water and you just paddle around. There's various floating options. Um, I hadn't done it in years, and um, 
I don't know. I can get a little head casey about swimming where it's like, do I really want to go in there? You really want to go in there. Um, yeah, just stoked on the 4th of July weekend, but mainly on lake swimming. I, I highly recommend it if you uh, ever get the chance to do it. And then I would be remiss to not say I am stoked on the NBA finals, which are going on right now. I grew up in Phoenix. So the uh, Phoenix Suns making the finals is amazing. I know they did so in 1993 with Charles Barkley at Al, but I was like more a fan um, in the years prior to that when it was like really Kevin Johnson, Dan Marley, and uh, that other tall white dude's team without Barkley before Barkley got there. I also have some Midwest pride, so I'm psyched that Milwaukee's there. I'm a big Giannis fan, still want the Suns to win. Suns in six, should have said four, but I don't know if it's going to play out that way. Jason, what are you stoked on? I am stoked on a uh, little hard goods company uh, out of San Francisco, California, called Venture Trucks. Talked a little bit about Eurotech today and stoked on a new company out of Spain called Player Skateboards with... um, Brand Albarenga, one of the like top young guns out He's in Barcelona. Good. The kid's good. Also, Danny Jenks and one other ripper. Danny Jenks is pretty interesting because he skates for pusher bearings in addition to player skateboard. So, you know, you can just think of the four on one, you know, Wheels of Fortune where he could be like, oh, my sponsors are player skateboards and pusher bearings. And <laughs> That'd be that'd be kind of cool. Also, soaked on being sober for ninety days. Uh, yeah, it's going yeah. pretty good. Just uh, one day at a time in it, you know. So yeah, feel pretty good. Uh, Patrick, what are you stoked on this week? I am stoked on your ninety days. Congratulations! Thank you, sir. Um, I am also stoked on a little company based out of uh, San Francisco, California. They're called Spitfire Wheels. Happy to be back on the fifty-six train. Um, I'm really stoked on the work of a Surinamese Dutch artist called uh, Jasir Linger. Uh, he recently had an interview about art, skating, and racial identity in the Netherlands over at Place Skateboard Magazine. I really liked Zion Wright's um, his real short part, and shame on Nike for dropping him. An Olympian right before the Olympics. Uh, sucks for them, but he's the man. Um, I'm very stoked for my English family and friends. Uh, when this podcast goes live, England will be playing Italy in the Euro Cup final. Is football coming home or is it just visiting? We don't know. But speaking of that song, Three Lions, uh, one of the authors, uh, David Badil, wrote a book about the recent history of anti-Semitism. It's called Jews Don't Count. I just ordered a copy. I'm really stoked to pick that up. Um, yeah, so that's it for our show this week. Be sure to check MostlySkateboarding.net for links to things that we talked about today as well as other show notes. Until next time, you can keep up with us all week online. Jason, where can the people find you on the internet? On the Instagram, at Frozen Carbonite. On the Twitter, at Carbonite1994. And writing stuff for quartersnacks.com from time to time. Mike, where can the people find you? I have the same handle on both Twitter and Instagram, at mmunzenrider. Patrick, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Colonel K Speaks. 
and on Instagram and Clubhouse at Pikagongo, although I think we should probably just try, stop trying to get people together on Clubhouse because like, really we should just be trying to get more of these skate Twitter and skateboarders in real life. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see all y'all next week. Be safe, though. This rhyme you digest through the RZA console. Ask why slam non-diagram pole. Raekwon dropped the bomb, hunchback. Notre Dame, golden arms is bronze. Buddha palm hit Quran, it blows extreme. Mainstream be the theme, Supreme team, America's cream team, redeemed, beat out the soul. Chrome tones hit the moans of Al Capone. Gunpowder to the dome and split the bone. Wig blown off the ledge by the alleged full fledged sledge. Rizza edge, one dose of my baroche handheld trigger cut. I got pella spitting shell, paralyzed, you get touched. Incredible mic cords, hanging like umbilical cords. Throw swords, five star general. Roar be the quote, rap style, sore throat. Through the fully operation, new handheld totem. Mm-hmm. Yes, this shit is raw coming at your door. You start to scream out loud. Wu Tang's back. I'm a thousand times one. Snatch up my sounds, get done. I hold a title, and here's how my belt was one second. Slick majestic broke mic, so left infected. Germs start to spread to your crew. Do lack of effort. You ask for it. Shut up the jams like syringes. My technique alone blows doors straight off the hinges. Master Avenger, I appear to blow your ear like wind. With a freestyle, sharper than the Indian spear. So sit back and let the king explore. Describe me, the kid's nice, and he holds swords in his name. Black attached the nerve like migraines. With more gains than beggars on trains. Living sharp pains, poisonous rebel like deck. You can't destroy this. You get ambush, skate. Try to avoid this. Side effects of hot raps and hot tracks. A duffel bag full of guns, suns dipped in black. My culture flies and attacks like a vulture. Ghost face in Madison Square is on your poster. Yes, this shit is raw coming at your door. You start to scream out loud. Wu Tang's back for more. Yes, the hour's four. I told you before. Prepare for mic fights and bust a cold war. Be on the lookout for this mass murderous suspect that fills more body bags than apartments and projects. And as far as the coroners know, the autopsy show it was a Shaolin blow put on by my family, brought to the academy of the Wu and learned how to fuck up your anatomy steadily, calm and deadly. Splatterhead lyrics I lick through your transmit. MC submit to the will as I kill your juvenile freestyle. Civilize the mental. Devils worship this like an icon. Bear hugging mites with the grips of a python. Yes, this shit is raw coming at your door. Start to scream out loud. Who takes back for more? You heard of the rats before, but kept waiting for the son of song. I keep dance hall strong. Beats another worthy of my cause. I prolong extravaganza. Time sit still. No propaganda. Be wary of the skill. As I bring forth the music, make love to your eardrum. Dedicated to rap, nigga. Beware the fearsome. Lebanon, Dawn, Malcolm X, B threat. CD massacre. Murder to cassette. I blow the shop up. You ain't seen nothing yet. One man. Ran trying to get away from it. Put your bifocal on, watch me or cometh into your chamber like Freddy into dream. This kaboomerate your technique in your scheme. Four chords applause like a blackjack did that. You stuck on stupid like I'm stuck on the map. Nowhere to go except next show, bro. Entertaining motherfuckers can't stop OM battling. You don't want me to start tattling. All up on the stage cause y'all snakes keep rattling. Bitch, you ain't got nothing on the rich. Every other day my whole dress code switch. So just in case you Wanna clock me like Sherry? All y'all crab bitches ain't got the worry. Can't get a nigga like Don Dom a dozen. Even if I'm smoked out, I can't be scoped out. I'm too ill. I represent Park Hill. See my face on a $20 bill. Cashing in and get $10 back. The fat LP with cappuccino on the wax. Pass it in your thing, put valve up to 12. Put all the other LPs back on the shelf and smoke a blunt and dial 917 1604 9311. And you could get long dick hip. 
hip-hop affection I damage any MC who step in my direction I'm Staten Island best, son, fuck what you heard Niggas still talking, that shit is absurd My repertoire is USSR PLO style got thrown out the car And ran over by the Method Man Jeep Devon can't define my style, it's so deep like pussy My low-cut face stay bushy like a porcupine I part backs like a spine Got you like a blunt and reconstruct your design I know you wanna diss me, but I could read your mind Cause you weak in the knees like SWV Trying to get a title like Woo Killer B Can't change your habit, you know I'm friends with the Abbott Me and Rizza Rod name printed in the tablet under vets We paid out debts for mad years Hibernated sound and now we out like beers And born power, born physically, power speaking The truth in the song be the pro-black teaching